Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. By the way, I love hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business. Send me an email, gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today, how to launch the startup you've been thinking about without jeopardizing your day job in the meantime. And when shopping for car insurance, consider this. Geico has been saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. So if you're serious about savings, it's simple. Go to geico.com. After 75 years, they know how to save you money. When a state ranks among the top 10 in the country for major new and expanded facilities, that's pure growth. When it's tops for three straight years, that's pure Michigan. Long known as a world leader in the automotive industry, Michigan is also a leader in defense, cybersecurity, mobility, agribusiness, and aerospace. In fact, CNBC rates Michigan among the top 10 states in the country for business. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Are you ready to launch that entrepreneurial venture? Whether you're still in school, a recent college grad new to the workforce, or an established career person, there's a way to get it going. Here's guidance from Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist and author of a book called The 10% Entrepreneur, Live Your Startup Dream Without Quitting Your Day Job. Patrick, what do you have? The idea here is that a lot of us look at the world of entrepreneurship and we want to become entrepreneurs. We're living in a time of unprecedented uh, growth in the tech sector. And we live in a time when it's probably never been cheaper to start a company. But at the same time, uh, most of us aren't going to quit our day job, throw everything into this new business in order to make it happen. And so what I'm telling people to do is forget throwing everything away and jumping into a startup full-time, do it on the side, um, and then maybe consider going in full-time, but maybe continue doing it on the side for the rest of your career. Right. Is jumping in full-time held up these days by health insurance? Like, why, why, don't, why don't people do it? Or the well, risk of, risk of another, a, uh, like, economic collapse? I think it's really about the fact that most startups fail. So if you look at the stats, about 75% of companies that people start actually don't end up sort of delivering anything. So if you quit your stable job and you have a mortgage and kids and other things like that, and then your company fails, you're in a bad place. And so even though you have all these other factors like healthcare, it's really about the risk involved with starting something new. Mm. All right. So what about uh, going in this, say, part-time, maybe 10%? Uh, do you risk ticking off your full-time employer? So here's the thing. Everybody that I write about in the book is not doing this sort of sneaking around in the shadows. Everybody in the book is actually doing this completely openly. Their employers know about it. And in fact, 40% of millennials are actually doing things on the side. Mm -hmm. So this is something that's already happening. And there's a reason why that's happening. It's because people have looked around over the last 10 or 15 years, and they have noticed that there's not a lot of stability left in our economy. The reason that I started doing this was because I was working at AIG during the 2000s financial meltdown. I woke up the next morning and I said, I'm never going to put all of my eggs in one basket again. And that's why I decided to start doing things on the side. And so if you do this, and I recommend you do, the key is you're not going to be hiding around. You're not going to be using the photocopier at work to do things for yourself. You're going to do this 
as a professional business outside of your day job, you're going to respect your day job, but you're also going to recognize that your career is a lot more than just punching the clock nine to five. It's about everything you do 24 hours a day. All right. How do you start? Let's say uh, somebody has just been inspired by what you've said here. Um, I don't know. Step one. How do you map out a game plan? Great. Well, the, the, the first step is to figure out actually how you want to do this. So there are five ways to be a 10% entrepreneur. I won't go into all of them, but one of them is to start investing in businesses as an angel investor. Uh, another is to become an advisor to a business, which is when you spend basically a part of your time working with somebody who has a business and you get ownership in their business by helping them out. And the third is to actually start something on the side where you're running it outside of your day job. So those are the different ways to do it, and that will depend on how much time you have and how much capital you have, if any, and basically what your interests are. From there, you need to sit down and think about, okay, how should you be spending your time? And that really comes down to what are you good at doing? What do you do all day that makes you special? Are you good at numbers? Are you good at marketing? Do you know how to make a logo? Are you a carpenter? Uh, what are the things that you actually sort of are able to do in a small business? And the second is, what do you actually enjoy doing? Because what you're good at will allow you to be successful, and what you enjoy doing will allow you to actually make the time. You'll actually want to do these things when you're not at work. Is it best to do this uh, as a millennial? Say before, I don't know, wife and kids perhaps? It can be, but I'll tell you something. One of my favorite stories in the book is about a guy who's in his late 60s who's been doing this his entire career. And the, the value of the things he's been doing outside are now more valuable than what he makes on an annual basis. So my view is anybody can do this. In fact, you can just start this on the side and test it and try it. But obviously, millennials tend to be a little bit more digitally savvy, and they're a little bit more willing to take risks. So uh, millennials are going to be drawn to this, but I wouldn't count yourself out if you're not a millennial. We're speaking with Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist, also author of a book called The 10% Entrepreneur, Live Your Startup Dream Without Quitting Your Day Job. Um, all right, so we referenced millennials before. Uh, you get the sense that colleges these days are preparing these folks for that type of work, if that's what they want, say entrepreneurship. I think they are. I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time talking to students at universities all over the country, in fact, all over the world. And what I have noticed is that, given the things we talked about before, the fact that there's not a lot of stability in the job market, and then Wall Street and other sort of like traditional paths to success are no longer what they were, that people are starting to be a lot more creative. People are starting businesses out of their dorm rooms because you can start a little company on YouTube or on Etsy or you can put up a website for basically nothing. And so the barriers to entry and the costs of entry uh, to entrepreneurship are basically zero these days. And millennials and college students have grown up in this kind of environment and the colleges are changing to actually reflect that in the way that they're teaching these students. Mm. All right. So, what about uh, the gig economy, as we call it, going forward? Does that encourage even more entrepreneurship or startups? It absolutely does, but here's the important thing. And this is something that, you know, as you read about the gig economy, nobody really talks about. That's the fact that when you're working in the gig economy, uh, you don't own any of the things you've produced. So you work all day, you charge by the hour, and then basically, say you designed the logo for the next Facebook and you got paid $5,000. 
If that company goes public on the New York Stock Exchange, you still have your $5,000, but you don't own any of what you've created. What the 10% entrepreneur teaches is, yeah, it's great to do the gig economy, and, and it's a great way to meet people and build clients and build a portfolio, but what you're really angling for is to be the owner of something so that as it grows in value, you participate in that upside. Mm-hmm. And when you're part of the gig economy, unfortunately, you're just not able to participate in any of the upside that you create. So that's something we need to learn to ask for? Absolutely. And this is pretty standard, actually. So, you know, in, in, in Silicon Valley, this is, this is kind of standard practice because startups can't afford to pay for all the services they need, yeah. but they can afford to give people stock. So the important thing for the rest of us is to start thinking about how we can become owners simply uh, by asking to be part of the companies in which we're working for. All right. So what would you say then? Hey, uh, um, I'll create your logo um, pay me fifteen hundred bucks, not the five thousand we discussed, but instead, give me uh, some sort of piece of ownership. Absolutely, and this happens all the time. For example, let me give you a really simple example. I introduced two friends. They went off and bought a company together. I was the guy who actually introduced them, so they sent me shares to their company in the mail one day. I opened up my mail and I was kind of surprised. The idea is you need to change your mindset from one where you're an employee to one where you're an owner, and so you want to introduce that into all the conversations you're having. It may be that you own part of a bar and you get a percentage of all the receipts every month. It may be that you own stock in a tech company, and then someday when it's sold or goes public, you get a share of that. But it's all about being an owner, sitting at the table alongside the other people and participating in the value creation of the company. Very good. What's, uh, what's the venture capitalist uh, landscape like these days? Um, it's interesting. I, I, I was just over in China. Let me put, let me put it this way. The U.S. is a little crazy, but in China, uh, there is so much money chasing so many companies. Uh, it, that is, it seems like a, a very sort of boom, sort of precarious situation that makes the U.S. look relatively stable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you'd like to get in, would it go cautiously with just a small piece of your investment dollars? Yes, I I recommend 10%. So what I believe, and I think all of us need to think this way in the modern economy in which we live, is we must be diversified. So what I say is 10% is a meaningful amount to put into new ventures, early-stage ventures, tech ventures, or any sort of new business. It could be a restaurant. But... um, it's meaningful, but it, you don't want to put all your eggs into that. You don't want to put all of your money into something speculative. So for me, 10% is meaningful, but it doesn't sort of scare me. And I think that's something that all of us can follow. And, and as you look around your community, you're going to find all kinds of opportunity. Entrepreneurship is everywhere these days. Um, all you have to do is look for the places entrepreneurs go, universities or angel investment groups or, or places like that. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist and author of a book called The 10% Entrepreneur, Live Your Startup Dream Without Quitting Your Day Job. The powerful performance and incredible battery life of new Dell PCs with Intel Core processors empower small business employees to do their best work wherever work takes them. Dell's U.S.-based small business advisors and price match guarantee mean you'll always get the best deal on the right solution tailored to your business needs. Powerful PCs are just the beginning of a great partnership. Call 877-BY-DELL now to contact the Dell Small Business Advisor today. That's 877-BY-DELL. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is thismorningwithgordondeal.com, as well as on places like iTunes and SoundCloud. Those are also places 
where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Free publicity for you, inspiration and tips for others. Email me at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.